But my point is this. According to Paul in uh, 1 Corinthians 3, you are God's building. Uh, but Paul says to us that you, 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 and me, you are God's what? Building. And as a wise master builder, so which means the man and woman that ministers to you is actually in heaven. They see me. I am holding a spade. And uh, what is omuiko in English? And omuiko, all right? Like they, they see me like I am laying what? Bricks. I am. And, and those bricks are in you. So when you look in the spiritual world, I am building you. By that, you know that that's why Paul says, when I come here, even though I feel very spiritual, I can't preach my sermon in tongues. I can't be shelebredega. Catch it in the spirit. Even though I am speaking mysteries, those mysteries build me up. You, they don't build you up. Now, when I want you to be built up, I speak a language you understand. And as I'm speaking these things, you are being built up. You are becoming a better person. Hallelujah. You are becoming a spiritual powerhouse. Hallelujah. One day, you will look at yourself and you also wonder how you became such a mighty, powerful man and woman of God. Ah, but it is because there is a certain way of building. There's a certain kind of building. There's a, a builder. And like I told you, the builder can be a master builder, right? The builder can be a master builder, but not very wise. You see, according to the grace that God has given me as a wise master. You know, there's a builder who is not a master at building. Fundi is different from uh, porter. There's a fundi, there's a porter. So there's a wise master builder. And like I told you, when we started the church, I had a master's, but I didn't lay the foundation properly. So now we are coming back because if the foundations are broken, what can the righteous do? You get it? And you'll see it in any building. If the foundations are not right, that building will break down. It will develop cracks. You've seen some houses which were built, but in the foundation they did not put waterproof things. You get it? And before you know it, uh, the entire house begins to become like it's molded. Praise the Lord. So, uh, and again, again, I don't want you to forget certain things. Remember, the kingdom of God is ordered. It has protocols, right? But it also has a way it is uh, ordered. There are things that come first and there are things that come last. Plelegrominan. I wasn't speaking in tongues. That's an English word. <laughs> You come to Bible school, you will learn nice words. Even me, the first time I read it, I was like, Plegroati? There are things that begin first. There are first things 
and then there are things that come next, and then there are things that must come last. When you do the first things last, you mess things up. Like, for example, when you want to have sex before you get married, you mess things up. Yeah? You first get married, then you have what? Sex. It's the way it is. Hallelujah. I'm saying there are first things, and then there are last second things. You see? You get it? So, a boyfriend is not a husband. Yeah, before she washes your clothes, put a ring on it. They are first things. The problem is, when we said, can you give your life to Jesus? You said yes. And then after, no one told you that it is not prayer that actually comes first. No one told you that it is not attending church that is the first thing. All those are results of the foundation you have. That's why some people struggle with those things. So we taught you how to read the Bible without teaching you the first things, the foundations. So we began to look at the foundations. And uh, foundation number one is... Now remember, all these foundations, it's Christ that is getting us onto this, what? On this firm foundation. It all rotates on Christ. But the foundation number one is repentance from dead works. Foundation number one is repentance from dead works. Basically, repentance from dead works says, stop dead works. Stop dead works. Stop dead works. Stop dead works. Stop what? Stop what? Yes. You know, there's a church uh, in a place called Sadis, which God talked about. He said, I know your works. You have a reputation like you are alive. But in truth, all your works are dead. It's in the book of Revelation. Praise the Lord. It's like God looks at you and you, you think you have what? Works. But they are what? They are dead works. And why are they dead? They are dead because you, you think you'd carry no consideration of what Jesus accomplished at the cross for your sake. And that's what makes the works dead. So there's someone who just doesn't mind that uh, God died for the sins. It's a serious thing. I mean, what would it take for you as a mother to say, I gave birth to you, Philly, but now you got to die. You imagine what kind of situation that would be. But God was pushed to such a point. Why? Because of your sins. And two, because of his great love for you and me. God loves you so much. Amen. He loves you that way. Never forget that. And of course, the devil wants you to forget it. So the whole of today I've been meditating about and thinking about how much God has made you a great man and a great woman. Like the greatness that is in you shakes nations. You understand? Uh, like uh, the righteousness of God dictates the power of God that operates within a human being. And therefore, the reception that you have, how you receive the righteousness of God dictates how much power of God will actually become operational 
in you. In fact, you realize that the times where your trust for God is high, the power of God in your life is also high. And so that's why the second foundation is very important. And the second foundation is another side of the first foundation. So it's like a coin with two sides. That's why he says in Hebrews uh, chapter 6, again, verses 1 and 2. Are we there? Uh-huh. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith toward God. Repentance from dead works and faith toward God. Repentance from dead works and faith toward God. Faith toward God. Faith toward God. Faith toward God. You must have faith toward God. You must have faith towards God. Now, faith is very, 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 very important. Faith toward God. But the subject of faith should not be, and yet for our day, it is one of the most confused subjects of the Christian life. Let me say that again. In truth, faith should not be confusing. But the reality many of you experience is that faith has become a confusing subject. Even you, you are like when we talk about faith, you are like, um, you get it. That's why I am praying for you, actually. Like I said, I've been thinking about you the whole today and every now and then speaking in tongues because I don't know how to pray for you properly. So I pray that for today, the Lord will grant you the grace. First of all, to abandon your pre-existing notions concerning faith. Because I, I want you, whatever you think is faith now, first of all, put it a what? aside and begin to walk with me. Because it is going to be kind of a long journey, but you need to trek with me together so that you understand this thing properly. It is going to change your life. I am telling you, your life is not going to be the same again. Hallelujah. And, and so faith is very critical. Hallelujah. So I pray that God may give you the grace to enter into understanding and the understanding of this incredible and yet indispensable subject of our Christian life. You understand? Uh, faith is an indispensable subject. When it comes to the Christian life, faith is an incredible and indispensable subject. You cannot leave it out because without faith, you are not a Christian. Not just that it's not... Uh, um, let, me, uh, yeah, let me just say it to you as it is. Without faith, you are not a what? You are not a Christian. No, don't, don't sugarcoat it. Don't, don't put it another way. I put it that way because you will understand it better that way. If you have no faith, you are not a Christian. But isn't that the good news? You look at it. Me, I think that is the good news. Because without faith, you are not a Christian. You see, no wonder, no wonder. This, the, the subject of faith is so incredible. No wonder the enemy has made it such a subject of great confusion and lies. I'm telling you. And in truth, 
If you are operating out of a counterfeit, how will you expect the results of a genuine? Now, understand this. Faith is an ordinance. Faith is a law. Faith is a heavenly ordinance by which heaven intervenes into the affairs of the earth. Faith is a heavenly ordinance by which heaven intervenes into the earth. When heaven is to intervene into the earth, faith must be operational. So faith operates here on earth, but faith is heavenly. Uh, by the way, you've, some of you have heard it, that fear is the opposite of faith because fear is also an ordinance by which demonic powers, in fact, faith, faith and fear are very similar except that fear is of the devil, faith is of God. And fear is the ordinance by which demonic and dark powers exercise their control here on earth. So when you operate out of fear, you are saying, devil, I am yours. Now, let me tell you, God loves us so much that he cannot make faith such a hard subject. The love of God necessitates that faith is a natural and easy expression that is accessible to humans in their interaction with him. I want you to understand this very properly. I said, God loves us so much. So much so that his love for us necessitates because faith is indispensable to the Christian life. It is indispensable. So because it is indispensable, he can't make it so hard, you can't access it. So because of his love, his love dictates and necessitates that faith is a natural and easy expression that is accessible to humans in their interaction with him. I am saying all of that to say to you, faith is easy. Faith is easy. Faith is easy. Now, I know a lot of you are here now sitting there and like, but I tried the faith thing. Are you sure you tried the faith thing? Or you tried something you, you thought was faith? Don't deny You've also tried it. So I want you to know, faith is very easy. God wants so much to interact with us that he made faith so easy. In fact, one of the biggest lies the devil will sell to you as a believer is that you lack faith. Yeah, that's why you have, to, let's raise our faith. Maybe, okay, yeah, you can raise it because you have it. So you can be there and you're like, I don't have faith. I don't have faith for that particular thing. That's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. Faith is the easiest thing God has given to us. In fact, it is so easy. Everything in your life you do must involve a measure of faith. And you exercise it every single day. My people. Please understand. Don't give in to the lie. One of the biggest deceptions the enemy has given is the deception of lack of faith. If you lacked faith, you would not be a Christian. 
And if the enemy convinces you that you have no faith, then you know what that does? He will paralyze you into inaction. He does. You have no faith. You can't chase out the demon. You, you, you have no faith. You, you can't call your children back into, into line. You have no faith. You can't line your husband properly. You, you have no faith. Your education is gone. You have no faith. Now, what will you do? How will you even survive in Uganda? You have no faith. Now, the fuel prior. You have no faith. Everything. You have no faith. So, when he convinces you that you have no faith, he has led you on a path of paralysis and inaction. Yet, faith is the easiest of all Christian practices. You know why? Because faith requires no action, and yet it will evoke action like nothing else. Let me say that again for you, because if you are writing, you need to get the statement correct. Faith is the easiest of all Christian practices, because faith requires no action. And yet, faith itself evokes action like never before. So you don't act yourself into faith, but when you have faith, faith evokes such action. James tells you, uh, faith without works is dead. And yet Paul tells you, it's not works, it's by faith, not by works. It's by faith, not by works. And then James comes and tells you, hey, listen, faith without works is dead. Because the evidence of faith is works, but works don't give you faith. You understand? So faith is the easiest of all Christian practices because it involves no work on your side. No work. No work. Like you do nothing to have faith. But when you get faith, when you walk in faith, you work. So, James, how does James conclude? He says, uh, show me your faith without works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You see, you don't open a blind eye by praying so hard. Praise the Lord. But when you have faith, the blind eye will open. Hallelujah. And I am trying my best to tell you that friend, you have faith. You have? Someone say, I have faith. Testify to your neighbor, I have faith. If you're listening alone on podcast, say to the air, I have faith. You can touch your chair and say, chair, I have faith. I have faith. If you did not have faith, you would not be a Christian. So let me ask you here. How many of us here know that if Jesus came back now, you would be one of the first ones to go with him. Ah, 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 ah. Look at all of you. Faithful-filled men and women of God right here. You, you are believers. Now, if any of you is here, and when I ask that question genuinely, in your heart, you're like, ah, hmm. And so, you see, now, look already. Even in asking that question, in, in, in doing that, did you see, we already have two categories of people. There are people, you, you are even laughing and giggling, like, can someone even be like that? Like, you can be there, and you're a Christian, you are not sure you are going to heaven. Like, you are even wondering about it. Yeah? Like, for you, it is just obvious. If Jesus comes now, 
you are going. That is faith. That is because you have faith in Christ. You have faith toward God. So faith is not a feeling. Ah, uh-uh. it's not a feeling. Like, like I am here feeling faith. <laughs> Friends, if you are sure that you are a Christian, if you are sure that if the heavens opened right now and the trumpet went beep, 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 you would like like me, like you would join me. Yeah? Like you would join me. If you are sure of that, guess what you have? That is faith toward God. What do you think will take you up there? No, it's not faith. It's God. (laughs) You see? So, you see, the reason you think I am going, you have faith toward God. You you understand? And and I'm telling you, that is, did did you know that Jesus said, oh, glory be to his name, Makasharabedeka. Hey, do you know he said that even if you have faith like a small, small mustard seed eh? you can speak to the mountain and say mountain move and be thrown into the sea and that mountain will so you see that is why the devil is working from morning to evening evening to morning to make sure you are not convinced that you have anything like faith in you meanwhile you have it Ah, glory be to God. Glory be to God. It's a gift of God. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's not by work. It's by faith. It's not by work. It's by faith. And so my working definition of faith is merely accepting something to be true. Uh, For example, do you remember when this young lady came to church? Yeah, somehow. She just told us that her name is what? How many of us, you, you went to her and said, hey, young lady, we need a birth certificate <laughs> to prove that really, really, you are quaint. <laughs> huh? How many of us, you did that? How many of us, someone has ever told you their name? I said, hello, my name is Beatrice. He said, wait, 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 wait. You don't look like any... <laughs> you don't look like any Beatrice. I, know. I need to check your birth. I need to ask your mom. <laughs> Where is your mom? Give me her number. Are you sure the number you've given me is the right one? The thing is this. She comes, she tells you, hello, my name is Albright. She said, oh, Albright, how are you? You've already accepted what she has told you to be true. You didn't verify. You didn't you just accepted it. You see, that is how easy faith is. You simply accept something to be true. God says, because of Jesus and by Jesus I have given you a right standing. And you don't, you don't keep, you don't say, ah, you have. But I have so many sins. Ah, you have. But I lack. What do you lack? Like, what do you lack? But I don't have faith. No, 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 my friend. It is as easy as accepting what God has said of you, what God has done for you. 
Because of the blood of Jesus, we are saved. And you say, amen. The moment you say amen, you have just exercised. Amen. I told you, I told you, faith is what? It's easy. Don't complicate it. And it is because of the complications that people have put around faith and complexified it. Okay, you see? Yeah? <laughs> yeah? And made it complexibly complexible. Yeah? Like uh, comprehensively complex. Now you are trying to understand something that is so easy. So easy. You simply accept it to be true. Now let me ask you, what action is required in accepting? You think about it. Don't look at me like I'm speaking Rudicha. I'm, I'm speaking a language you understand. Like, what action is involved in accepting something? You just accept. So you merely accept. <laughs> you nod your head, eh? That's action, eh? <laughs> and you merely agree with information. By the way, that's why faith is a function of knowledge. It's a function of knowledge. Because you merely accept information. You merely accept information. Faith is easy. And it is a foundation. Remember, it's a what? It's a, it's a pillar in this foundation. And yet, it is such an easy, easy thing. Because that's how much God loves us. It's an oddness that makes heaven intervene in the affairs of the earth. And yet it is so easy. You simply accept what God has said to be true. When he says you are my son, today I have begotten you. You are like today I have been begotten by God. Yes. He says, ah, you are a prince. Yes, I am a prince. He says you are a bride, a bride, a bride. And you are like, give me the gown, give me the gown, give me the gown. I want to walk, I want to walk down the, you even begin to practice, begin to exercise. You get it? That is why the idea of exercising your faith is very important. Because you already have it. You already have this thing. Like, you've already accepted Jesus into your life, haven't you? So then, why are you saying you have no faith? The problem is, do you see again, this thing goes back rotating at about the same thing. Knowledge. 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 So, in any circumstance where you feel like you need faith, just understand that you have. Yeah. If you had no faith, you would not be here. You would not be sitting here. Now, I said faith is a function of knowledge. And by the way, do you know that uh, the information you have about something is what determines your actions? You understand? And, and, and so, when you came in, you didn't check whether that chair will hold you, did you? Why? You just knew it will hold you. You knew it. Eh? Oh, did you sit on it because you feel like, I feel, like, I feel it will hold me? Eh? No, 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 no. In fact, you see how you are sitting on it? If we told you now that there is a snake under it, you would immediately 
The information you have will give you the action. <laughs> you get it? So faith is a function of knowledge. Do you see why it is so important that you fill yourself with the word of God? You, you, do you see that? Do you see that now the word of God becomes the food for our faith? Because the knowledge I have of God and what he has made me to become is what determines the strength of my faith. The strength of my faith is not through muscle exercise. Let me tell you, my faith is not strong because I shout. So, when we were in Bali at the crusade, I was praying for people. And I was, in Jesus' name, and the power comes. In Jesus' name, the power comes. Yeah? Mbali. Praise the Lord. Then, last week, I went to uh, Bishop Doug's crusade. And Bishop Doug was like, ah, now I'm going to pray for the sick. Say, people touch where you are. In Jesus' name, every sickness, uh, you go. You are healed. You are healed. Now, I want the ones who are healed to start to come out. <laughs> wow! I was like, I was like, I was like, seriously, no one is going to come. With that, mama! I began seeing people walking. I thought, I said, this is <laughs> And they began to walk. And then this woman comes and says, look, look, I had Echizimba Wano. The, the thing on my, it has dropped off. Even the blood is here. I'm like, that prayer. <laughs> do, do you understand? It's a function of what? Knowledge, not how much energy you are dispensing. You, you, you see that? Yes, it was amazing. Hey. I was like, no, 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 Bishop. We both work miracles, but <laughs> praise the Lord. Because faith is not very hard. Faith is not a function of my actions. It's a function of the knowledge I have accepted to be true. That day you accept the truth that when you show up, things change. You begin to walk like when you show up, things change. You must have faith toward God. He has said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Okay. I have another big section to go, but I feel like I've already given you enough. Because I, I want to enter into the kinds of faith. I want to enter there, but it's a big thing. I should give it the whole of tomorrow. Can you raise one of your hands to him and just thank him for his love toward us? We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your love that has been poured out for us. We thank you. Thank you, Lord. I'm not going to fail. <laughs> thank you, Lord. My future is bright. Thank you, Lord. My lines are, the lines are laid up for me in pleasant places. Hallelujah, my God. I, am, I have a godly inheritance. My steps are ordered by you because you are in me and I am in you. I will never fail. My life goes upward and forward.
forward only in Jesus' name. Thank you. 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 I am of those that believe unto eternal life. My faith grows strong. My faith grows strong. My faith works stronger. Mountains move in Jesus' name. When I arrive, opportunities also arrive. People are blessed because of my life. Thank you. My faith toward you is wonderful. It's great. I bless you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Wow. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen.